Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's program, you can learn more about us, our free events, how to donate, the podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Carnal or Growing, about maturing as a Christian. Paul says, but you are, for you are still fleshly, verse 3. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? NIV says, you are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting or walking like mere men? Now we can all say that one of the indicators of childishness is quarreling and fighting. If you've ever taken your family on a road trip, you know how this works, right? Usually the question is, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? (laughs) We'll get there when we get there. And you often are driving, you have to turn around. I'm not even going to watch the road anymore. Maybe we'll get there. I don't even know. Right? He touched me. I got to go to the bathroom. He touched me. He took this. He took that. And you're like, quiet. <laughs> I need a vacation from my vacation. Quarreling, fighting over toys, over this, over that. Well, that's the report that Paul got about the Corinthians. Jealousy is the inward sense. Quarreling is what comes out on the outside. And so all through the Bible, you look at Israel, they quarreled with Moses. You look at the church, look, there's been a lot of quarrels in the church over the years over silly things. And it's been largely, if you were to walk it back, oftentimes about selfishness. Well, I don't like that. I don't prefer that. I I, I don't care for that. And it turns into a quarrel because it becomes all about you instead about Christ. And so we don't have the mind of Christ and we end up getting into it. Turn over Galatians. This is a little bit to your right. Galatians 5. This is a section that deals with the spirit and the flesh. And so how do we know we're growing? Well, We look at the crop. We look at the fruit. So are you carnal or growing? Look at the crop. Look at the fruit. Look at Galatians 5. Look look at verse 19. Now the deeds of the flesh, Galatians 5, 19, are evident. Think of the deeds of carnality are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, Enmities, which speaks of hostility and animosity. Strife is the word for quarrels there. Galatians 5.20. What's the next word? Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Disputes. Dissensions, which is division. Factions. That was going on in the Corinthian church. Envying, another form of jealousy. Drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things are categorized by such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit, here's the spiritual person, is what? It's love 
And all these branch from the trunk of love. It's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now if I step back and look at my life, and I was to do a diagnostic test, and I believe that these are what these questions are about in 1 Corinthians 3, if you turn back there, they're diagnostic questions. They're questions meant to determine health. So everybody just pause for a second. Take a deep breath. Okay. The questions Paul is asking are meant to be a diagnostic about the spiritual health of the church. You go to your doctor, and the doctor begins to ask questions. Have you noticed? That's, this is what doctors do. They ask questions. They want to know what's going on. Okay, does it hurt here? How does this feel? What's going on with this? They ask diagnostic questions to determine your health. And you're the best one to answer those questions because you know yourself. And so the diagnosis comes. The questions help us to assess where we are. In a given week, where is my life? What's it being characterized by? Jealousy, strife, quarrels? Fleshly debates, worldly thinking, or fruits of the Spirit. Again, characterized by not perfectly, but hopefully consistently. Hebrews 5.11 says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. You come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. He's unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food is for the mature, who because of practice, which speaks of habit, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. They know how to appraise things properly. That's Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. So Paul looks at the Corinthian church and he says, man, I'd like to go deeper. I'd like to talk to you about the riches of Christ and other things, but I've got to address you at this level because what I hear is going on is a lot of quarreling and fighting. For one says, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 3, I'm of Paul. Another, I'm of Apollos. Are you not mere men? Gutzik says, you might think Paul would be more kind to his own fan club Instead of letting their praise stroke his ego or flesh, Paul even denounced his own partisans. Paul says, who am I? What am I? Imagine that uh, we had a classic guitarist up here. We have some great guitar players. And you see some guitars over there. They're called instruments. Now, Pastor Michael, at one point in my life, was a drummer. Okay? Some of you, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. It's true. I used to go from the drums to the pulpit. Those days are now behind me. I know about two or three chords on a guitar. I cannot make that guitar do what Kim can do or Shane can do and others. If I picked up that guitar right now and started strumming it, many of you would leave this church, right? Because the instrument is one thing, but what really matters is who's playing it and how skilled they are at playing it. That instrument is only as good as the one who's playing it. Every servant of the Lord from the time that Jesus 
inaugurated the church till the time he returns, will only be an instrument. That's all we are. And really what matters is the master playing us to the tune of how he wants it to come out. The instrument is nothing without the master's touch. And Paul's saying, look, you guys are getting into all these human factions. I follow this teacher. I follow that teacher. Paul says, we're nothing. We're just simply people that the Lord used. What then is Apollos? Look at verse five. What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one, as the Lord assigned a task to each one. I planted, verse six, I planted the seed, NIV. Apollos watered. But what happened? But God was causing the growth. God made it grow. As a, someone who maybe plants a plant in your backyard, or a, what are they called, a horticulturalist, you could plant a crop, you can do the soil, you can do the seed, you can water and allow the sunlight to hit it, but the ultimate way that that plant grows is not by your expertise, it's by things or laws that God has put into place. You put a couple things in the ground the right way with water, sunlight, but God makes it grow. And here's the point that Paul's trying to make. Take your focus off of people and put it on Jesus where it belongs. You see, worldly thinking is about stars and and. And, you know, the spotlight and all of that, that's not what the church is about. They were focused more on the delivery method, the teacher, than they were on the one who causes the growth. It was about competition. But why put servants on a pedestal? Look, we are to esteem men and women in the church for their work, but we're to remember that they are only instruments. They are only jars of clay. Amen? And they were getting so caught up in what we might consider personality cults, they were losing their way. So neither the one who plants, verse 7, nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. God makes things grow. So what was the use of fighting? Which two nothings was the greater, says McLaren. (laughs) Why do we fight about which instrument was greater when the one who's playing it is the one that really matters amen we have to look past the people to christ we can follow people as they follow christ but we have to be very careful that we don't start making our whole walk about a certain teacher in fact i would argue that you need to be hearing from multiple teachers because you get different perspectives. The diamonds turned a little bit different by different teachers. Don't just listen to one person. Turn on the radio during the week. There are so many great pastors out there. Listen to what they have to say and grow. Don't get just stuck on one. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one. They're not divided. They're not in competition. They're one. But each one will receive his own reward according to his labor. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose. Each will be rewarded according to his own labor. The church is one. Later in 1 Corinthians 12, we will learn that the eye can't say to the ear, I don't need you. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. We are many parts, but we are what? We're one body. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, Shane Lance here. I'm the music director at Living Truth, and I wanted to take a moment and invite you to our annual Harvest Fest. This is an event that we do every year on Halloween at 5.30 p.m., and it's absolutely free. This is great if you want to come by yourself or you want to come with the whole family. We have something for everybody. The kids will enjoy a balloon artist, bounce houses. There's going to be live music, games, the pumpkin patch, a photo booth, maybe even an opportunity to meet Pastor Michael. He'll be there that night, more than willing to shake your hand and say hello. So we really want to invite you to be a part of our family at Living Truth and come out this night. It's a great option if you're not super interested in going trick-or-treating with your kids. This is an awesome opportunity, and it's also a great opportunity to bring a friend. Whether they believe in the gospel or not, the gospel will be preached this night. We believe in the power of the gospel, then it will be proclaimed. So we hope that you'll join us. For more information on our Harvest Fest, go to walkintruth.com, or you can download our Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in the App Store. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. God makes things grow. So what was the use of fighting? Which two nothings was the greater, says McLaren. Why do we fight about which instrument was greater when the one who's playing it is the one that really matters? Amen? We have to look past the people to Christ. We can follow people as they follow Christ, but we have to be very careful that we don't start making our whole walk about a certain teacher. In fact, I would argue that you need to be hearing from multiple teachers because you get different perspectives. The diamonds turned a little bit different by different teachers. Don't just listen to one person. Turn on the radio during the week. There are so many great pastors out there. Listen to what they have to say and grow. Don't get just stuck on one. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one. They're not divided. They're not in competition. They're one. But each one will receive his own reward according to his labor. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose. Each will be rewarded according to his own labor. The church is one. Later in 1 Corinthians 12, we will learn that the eye can't say to the ear, I don't need you. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. We are many parts, but we are what? We're one body. And we have to do the work together. If one part of the body is hurting, we all should be hurting. If one part of the body is rejoicing, we all should be rejoicing. How many of you heard Pastor Brunson was released from a Turkish prison? Praise the Lord, amen? See, we can't just have narrowed vision. We have to widen our vision as Christians. We have to have kingdom priorities. We have to be looking to the big picture of the kingdom of God and how we can win our city, this state, and this nation to Christ. We need to be praying for our leaders 
We need to be praying for other churches. If you drive by another church, pray for that pastor. We need to be, it's, this is not about competition. This is about the body of Christ trying to win our city. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Paul would say, Apollos and I, we are just working in the field. You are the field. You are the building. God wants us to come together united in one purpose. Without God, we cannot. And in often, I think in most cases, without us, he will not. Without God, I can do nothing. Nothing. Apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. But with God, we can do how many? All things. So Paul says to the Corinthian church, and maybe this could apply to Corona. Grow up. It's time to grow. There's a time for milk and a time for meat. There's a time to be a child and a time to put away childish things. There's a time to be the field and then a time to get into the field. Amen? Because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And the devil loves to use division tactics. A house divided cannot stand. So if he can get the church divided or get your marriage divided or find some way to get his foot in the door, he will render you ineffective when you focus on the wrong things. We've all been there before, right? But if we can get the mind of Christ on, and I think we have to do this every day, and say, Lord, give me your heart. Give me your eyes. Give me your heart for people. Give me your eyes for your church. Give me your heart for the lost. Help me to be about your business. Things change. Father, we thank you for this section. It's not an easy one, but it's a needful one. We want to grow. We want to grow up in the things of Jesus. We want to be mature. We want to be those who are sowing the seed or watering. One plants, another waters, but God makes things grow. And I have to ask myself this question. When's the last time I planted a seed? When's the last time I watered a seed? You're the one that makes things grow, but I want to be about the business of planting, sowing, and watering. And I want to thank you for those who are planting seeds. Sometimes we feel we've been ineffective if a person doesn't give their life to Christ right there. But we often plant seeds with our lives, with our witness, sharing the gospel, even if someone doesn't respond. Lord, encourage us not to give up. Some of us have had the privilege to water seeds planted by others. We've been able to pray with someone to receive Christ, but it's only because people have been praying and planting seeds long before we ever got there. But ultimately, we need to remember whether we planted the seed or we water it, God brings the growth. You are in the saving business, Lord. And we want to be about your business. And we could see how Corinth was thrown off by focusing on the wrong things, focusing on people and quarreling, and they were losing their influence, influence in their city. They were back to milk. We want to grow up, Lord, so that we can influence this city with the light of Jesus Christ, with the hope of the gospel. Help us, Lord. 
Man, so many times we can feel like we revert back. We walk back. But we want to we wanna grow. We want to move forward, Lord. So would you just bow your heart right now as the Holy Spirit speaks to you through his word, as he ministers to your heart, maybe it's encouragement, maybe it's exhortation, maybe it's comfort. I pray that you would just hear his voice. Just meditate on the word of God right now. Just let his, his voice be heard above all the other voices. Just take a few moments to say, Lord, I want to grow. I want to know you better. Can I encourage you as you take these moments, don't get overwhelmed. Just make some small changes. Little by little. I think wisdom says make small, right, directional changes. Father, help those who are doing some business with you. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you keep your head and heart bowed? If you've not met him, if you're a natural man and you don't, Get the things of the Spirit. The Bible makes no sense to you. Maybe you've been in church for a long time, but you're not sure you're even born again. It's something like this. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you that you died on that cross for me. Pray it if it's you. Thank you that you rose from the dead. I want to be born again. I, I want to know what it means to have the life of the Spirit. I repent of my sin and receive you as my Lord and my Savior. If you've been carnal, you've been around the church for a long time, but maybe carnal fits you right at this moment, then do some business with the Lord and say, Lord, I want to grow. I want to move on from the elementary things. I want to go deeper with you today. I want to start that, that direction. He'll hear your prayer and he'll want you to honor him by making some positive choices. Father, thank you for those who are doing just that. And I want to praise you for this wonderful congregation that is hungry for the word, is impacting this city and making a difference while there's yet breath in their lungs. And I pray that that would continue and would continue to thrive. In Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, and that was the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Carnal or Growing. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a bit. But first, what do you think about Halloween? Do you participate? Is it just some time to have fun and take the kids out for some candy? Or an opportunity to hang out and party with your friends? Is there a dark origin behind the holiday? Or one that has to do with Christianity? Pastor Mike will explore the history of this holiday examine some of its modern expressions, and provide some insights on how the church can best respond. Order the DVD called Trick or Treat, The Origins of Halloween on walkintruth.com for $7. That's walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Hey, well, I hope as you've been listening to these messages on carnal or growing, that you've been really thinking about how that applies to your life and what category are you in. And you know the awesome thing about our God is you could switch categories so easily. You can move from carnal to growing by picking up your Bible, by jumping into the deep end of fellowship and Bible study. If you've been away for a while, if you've been you've been hiding, you know, kind of kind of just away from accountability and fellowship and Bible study and you've been making your excuses. Ah, well, I, I've been you know, maybe sometimes it's an excuse that 
we stay away because we don't want to be held accountable. But look, it's time to get back. And uh, this is a great thing to be really thinking about. Am I carnal or growing? I want to grow. Hey, here's, you know, there's no secret pill per se to grow. Get in a Bible study. Open up the Word of God. Read a psalm a day that matches the day of the month. Read the proverb of the day that matches the day of the month. Make a move. Do something different to feed your spirit, to feed the inner man, and things will change. That is a big takeaway from this teaching in 1 Corinthians 3. Hey, tomorrow we have a special message. In light of the time that we're at on the calendar, we're doing a message called Trick or Treat, The Origin of Halloween. And we're going to give you a little kind of a different flavor as we do a an apologetics message on some of the origins of the holiday of Halloween. And we want to also invite you to our Harvest Fest. It's a Halloween alternative at Living Truth in the city of Corona. It begins at 5.30. Great time for you and the family, the kids to come on out. We're going to have bounce houses, games. We're going to have a basketball hoop, a pumpkin patch, uh, great food, pie, worship. It's going to be a great evening. You can find out information and directions when you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. The church is located right off the 91 and Lincoln Avenue at 1009 Arsenal Way. I'm going to be out here on that night. I would love to meet you as part of our listening family, our radio family. Come on out. Get all the information at walkintruth.com or on the Living Truth app. We'll see you here. Well, since tomorrow is Halloween, we're going to take a break from our series in 1 Corinthians for a special teaching from Pastor Michael about the origin story of Halloween and how we as believers should address the holiday. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. And remember, it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.